Hi, everybody. It's Tay. Welcome back to the PSW podcast. I'm here today with Eleanor Frazier. She is a PSW in the field right now. Unfortunately, her camera is not working, so she's a black screen for now. But um, once I wrap up this intro, I'll shut off my camera and we'll just start talking back and forth. So thank you, Eleanor, for being here today. Um, I'm really excited to hear your story and put it out there. So thanks for taking the time to speak with me today. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. I, I um, appreciate the opportunity to uh, add to the positivity of the podcasts and kind of help because I really appreciate the podcast. It's really kept me motivated. It keeps me informed what's happening in the field. And I really like the idea that it's a safe place to talk and share experience and learn about what's going on, learn about the opportunities you have and where the profession is going. So thank you. That's a really nice compliment. Thank you. I really appreciate that. <laughs> um, so I'll shut my camera off and let's get chatting. Sure. All right, so just to kind of start off here, um, what drove you into the field with PSW? What brought you in initially? Well, it was sort of a bit serendipitous, really. I started off actually working uh, as a part-time nursing unit clerk in long-term care. And I did that for about seven years. And I really, um, I really enjoyed the environment. I enjoyed getting to know the residents and the people. And, and then when COVID hit, I really felt like, well, maybe I could be of better service and better use if I actually did the course myself. So the second year of COVID, I registered to do the course um, through Sioux College in Sault Ste. Marie. Of course, it was a really big learning experience because it was all online due to COVID at the time. So that was a really good learning curve, just setting up so I could do it online. And then I was fortunate enough to have access to the long-term care. So doing my practicum hours wasn't as challenging for me because I already worked there and was sort of cleared for COVID. So that worked out really well. So really, to me, I've always been a pretty much a hard worker. I've worked in many, many different fields over the years. And I just really enjoyed the hands-on, the physical part, the, the emotional part, the feeling like you're doing something worthwhile, especially when you get older, which I am a little bit older, so a bit later getting into the field. Um, but it, it sort of really motivated me to think that I'm doing something worthwhile, especially during COVID. So um, I was also a um, caregiver for both my aging and ailing parent uh, before they passed away many years ago. And that was really the personal side of it. And I sort of thought after the fact, it'd be so good if I really knew how to really give care. So it kind of all came together over a few years. Um, and, you know, it was pretty, it, I was pretty interested in the flexibility of the hours you can work. You can work as much as you want. And there's always lots of work. Um, you can work in different settings. Uh, so far, I've pretty much been in long-term care, though. Okay. And how, how have you been liking that? You know, I love it. And yeah. it really makes you grow as a person a lot, too. Because you get really, you, you it's a challenging thing to do. There's a lot of responsibility. Um, and you really learn about yourself. So, um I kind of enjoyed both sides. It's kind of a personal development thing as well as a career development sort of shift. 
Yes. I find, and I've said this a lot in the podcast, I know I have, it's a little bit of a broken record thing that I'm doing here, but you know, it's, it's very fast paced in LTC and I know it's fast paced pretty much every, anywhere you go, but it's like almost a different time constraint that you have to get work done or to get care done. So it can be a little bit challenging, but I also, you know, I did like the bits and pieces of it myself. How do you cope with that? How do you cope with constantly being on your feet, constantly being busy and trying to give the best care possible? Well, I guess it's sort of part of the personal development because it makes you realize really quickly that you really have to learn to take care of yourself too. You have to mentally check yourself. You have to get sleep, eat, get exercise, take care of your mental well-being so that you can show up and be there 100% because it is busy. The other way is to try and become a team player because you cannot do this alone. Like you really need to rely on the whole team of people. You need to get to know your nurses, get to know your residents, get to know the staff you work with because everybody's got different styles of doing things. Everybody has different personalities and you really need to learn to be open to feedback uh, try to be confident um, and humble about sharing your own ideas, but really you got to learn to be a team player. And it's it's a choice. I don't I don't think it's it's not like a skill you learn. You almost have to choose to open yourself up to that. That's a really unique answer that I've had because I, <laughs> I asked that question a lot, but that was really I really liked that. Um, and to kind of maybe poke a little bit further, you know that whole concept of choosing to be open and choosing to, you know, um, not cooperate with your colleagues, but almost like build that rapport with your colleagues, that, that team, uh, atmosphere, that team-based atmosphere. How do you do that? Like, are you, it's kind of a a vague question. So (laughs) How do you kind of connect with your colleagues? Like what keeps you connected with them? Um, Well, I guess initially I was always, you know, well, you're trying to survive in the beginning yourself because you're just learning, you're, you know, you really haven't had a lot of physical practice. So your confidence is kind of low at first, or at least mine was. Yeah. So But I still, by nature, tended to, you know, you might be short-staffed and you're on one hall and, you know, there's somebody down the other hall on their own. So I would always check in, you know, go down and say, are you okay? Do you need anything? And I guess hoping to lead by example, I suppose, that, hey, she, she comes and helps me. That's, you know, wow. And hopefully then they'll do the same for you. And over time, you're hoping that everyone kind of, comes together and sometimes it's like at report when you start your shift okay this is who's here how do you want to handle it like you know what would you prefer to do or you know trying to trying to follow but ask them how should I follow you and then you know you learn from others and then trying to help others who come in and let them learn from you and I don't know it's trying to it's trying to build a consistent trust that you know this is how we approach it and I know we're all short and I know you're, you know, crazy down your hall, but, you know, can you just check in with me every once in a while, you know? So if you do that, then hopefully it gets reciprocated over time. So that's where it kind of comes into choosing to be a team player. 
sometimes you have to be a team on your own first. (laughs) (laughs) You hear that a lot, you know, you like, so basically like what I grabbed from that was it's kind of a fine balance of giving and taking to your colleagues even. Um, And I've noticed too, a lot of our new grads or um, some of our internationally educated PSWs that have kind of come in, it's a very lonesome experience at the start for them. And I just feel like this is such a helpful portion to bring on the podcast is another PSW who's relatively new to the field that can say, Hey, like, this is kind of how I, I navigated that. And it's just really helpful to hear even those real examples. Like I go down the hall and I check back in with my partner to see if everything is okay. And that does matter. I know myself when someone's checked in with me, I'm like, oh my goodness, thanks. Like, I appreciate that so much. And it's just really, it's really nice to hear how important it is to you and how it's really helped you um, stay. Yeah, stay, maintain the positive, positive kind of side of why I do what I do. Yeah, yeah, definitely. reminds you, you know, and I think another thing is, um, you know, if you're talking about it's one thing to get into the field, but what makes you stay? Because I think that's the big question for a lot of the younger new graduates. Yeah. I've seen a few come in, they're there, you know, a very short time and they're like, no, I can't do this. So for me, being a team player is helping them want to get through that initial, like to me, it was six months before I really felt like when I showed up at work, okay, I knew what I was doing, regardless of whether we were short or I was on a different hall. Like it it took at least six months for me to feel confident at least. Okay. So it's trying to encourage the new people and the younger people too. like, don't quit. You've got this. We've got you, you know, it gets better. Okay. Yes. Gotcha. You cut out for a second there, but I think I got pretty much what you said, but. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) No, that was me. My internet. Sorry. But no, um, that's okay. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's kind of like, you know, helping them get through that first six months because it took a lot and I needed the help too the first six months because it's really challenging at the beginning because you really you're going into different workplaces and things are done differently everywhere you go. Even if you're going from one long term to another, you know, the way they their practices and the setup can be very different. So, you know, hats off to those who work for agencies and go all over the place and just seem to hit the floor running. I I I really admire the ability to do that. <laughs> Me too. Honestly, I, I used to work for agency, like in home care and stuff, but that was a little bit different, but I find some of the ones that have to go in, you know, long-term care or back to home care in the community or hospital, yeah. like, you know, yeah. that whole, like, I just want something new every day. I like not knowing what's next. I'm like, good for you because I think I'm someone that more or less thrives on a little bit more consistency. So I think yeah. it's, that is really neat. And thank you for also saying, you know, there's that six month period where you're a little unsure of yourself once you graduate and you get out there by yourself. Because again, I feel like that's not discussed enough that like, it's completely normal to feel a little bit like overwhelmed. Yeah, definitely. And especially things are online as well. Like you, you go online and you learn and it's almost like a bubble that you have to break out of and take the skills you've learned and apply them, them to real life. And it's a little bit freaky, you know, like it's scary. It so. is scary. Yeah. I mean, when you, you learn so many great things or I did, I was really grateful for uh, the college I went to because I really felt like it 
prepared me well. And, you know, I did the full year course, even though it was online and I've never once met a single teacher, but I was communicating with them and on, in class all day for months. Yeah. Um, it, it, it is a shock when you get out there and, you, you know, sometimes the, the first thing people will say to you is forget everything they taught, taught you in college. And <laughs> that's scary because that's the only thing you know is what you were taught. Yes. So you're kind of always, um, you know, your scope of practice. They talk a lot about that in the last couple of years. If you, if you do the course, you know, it's, they talk about, um, you know, person-centered care and they talk about um, infection control. And then you get out there and it's like, eh, yep. what are they doing? They're not... And then you're sort of new and you're, especially if you're younger and new, it's kind of like, well, well, shouldn't you be doing this or shouldn't you be doing that? And, you know, the real world and the education both have really good intentions and are both dealing with lots of different things, but trying to get them to come together takes a lot of humbling. It takes a lot of patience. <laughs> And um, it takes a lot of practice. So that six months is really relevant to just, you know, don't give up. Give yourself six months to try and navigate the web that exists in the real world, because it is it does all come around eventually. Once you have the confidence and once you have, you know, uh, you know, at least one or two people, you know, you work with as a team well. And then you start, you know, getting, you know, faster at what you're doing, knowing when to, you know, hasten when to take the time making those judgments you know for yourself learning yes. to do it for yourself and having the confidence to make those decisions you know well this person's going to fall um normally I'd leave them in the bathroom but today I'm not going to leave so I'm going to spend another five minutes here and making those judgments without fear that uh oh <laughs> you know yes. so if you take the six months and you do all those things uh, it, it can really turn out to be something quite amazing, I think. And and I, now I'm at the point where even on the hard days, you know, I, I really enjoy the simple things, you know, I'm one person a day, one person a shift I can spend a little extra time with and they smile or you did something that's, that's what keeps you going sort of thing. And you find it's the little things sometimes that keep you going. And when you're a new yeah. grad out in the field, like the knowledge that you've learned in the textbook and yes. what's really applicable on the job is just, it's not as cohesive at the be at the beginning. And it, it does like freak you out initially when you're supposed to be giving care to someone on your own. And it's like, well, this isn't in place, like it is in the textbook. So I'm not sure if I'm doing the right thing or not. And then you kind of second guess yourself. And then I think you yes. will burn yourself out by overthinking everything, but like you said, like giving yourself that grace within the six months to kind of realize that everybody yeah. does their own thing, their own way. And I think that took me a long time to learn a little bit. And even still, I get a little bit in my head about stuff, but everybody yeah. performs care in their own way. It's the same, but it's, it's different. You know what I mean? Like, obviously you have to do things according to the textbook when you're performing care, but it's, it's, you're going to adapt to your own way of doing it. And adapt is a good word. <laughs> yes, you have to adapt a lot of things as a new grad PSW. I've noticed that. And uh, yeah. that's really, that was really nice that you, you addressed that there, that six months is your grace yeah. and to allow yourself to learn in those six months while you're on the job is so important. Yeah. And, you know, I also didn't take long to, for me, and maybe because I'm older, I, it seemed to make sense, but 
you know, everybody does their time when they do something or they get into a new profession. Like, you know, you can't just go in there and go, well, that's wrong. <laughs> like, even yeah. if it is, because it's not up to the same level of education you had, because there's a lot of people who've been doing this job for years, but they yes. weren't taught necessarily the same way or the same things. You know, um, the focus of how we give care has really evolved, you know, the person-centered care and and conscientious about infection control. A lot of those things, they were there, but they weren't standardized, maybe. Yes, yes. You know, so it's really hard when you're taught a certain way and then you go in on the floor and you're like, well, that's not what they told me. Well, that's not wrong. Well, that doesn't seem right. And in one way, you are correct. It's not the way you were taught, but it's the way it's been done for a very long time by really good, hardworking people. So my way of finding a way around that is, and it comes back to, you know, teamwork, give and take, sharing feedback, being respectful, is I put it out there. I need help. I want you to show me. I respect you've been doing this for a long time. So my brain is looking at it and thinking this, that I need your help. I'm asking you to help. I'm not telling you what you're doing is wrong. I'm asking you to train me. So I kind of try to turn it on me. So I didn't come across as, well, here's this new, new it all, <laughs> know it all, you know, because I didn't, I didn't know a whole lot at all. I, I knew what I was taught, but I didn't know the actual reality. So I tried to make it like, please help me, you know? Yeah. Putting the onus on yourself. Yeah. And being vulnerable, you know, not feeling like you have to step out there and I'm great. I can do this. No, it takes time to, to figure out how to do it. Like you say it find your own rhythm and your own way and trust yourself, you know? I think that's a big one to address too. And you used a really great word for it. You said it was a very humbling experience. And I also, that really resonates with myself. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you learn something in a textbook and then you go onto the floor and you're like, wait, what? And, you know, like you just said, there's nothing wrong with asking for help and being genuine about it and asking for feedback. And I think that's also where there's kind of a gap in communication with um, some people where they start to alienate themselves because they don't feel like they can ask for help or that they can admit that they don't know something or, you know, that they forgot what they learned in the textbook. Like, not saying that that is all okay, but to kind of yeah. say, like, is am I doing this okay? Like, is this look all right? And asking for feedback from your colleagues so that you can better yourself is, again, so important. And it's nice and really refreshing to hear someone like yourself say that and be honest about it, that, you know, I'm looking for help. I'm trying to, you know, better myself. And that's what keeps yeah. you going as well, is allowing yourself the grace to make some mistakes, but also allowing yourself the grace to continue learning past yeah past postgrad you know yeah yeah and that's that's a, a really good segue um in my mind the whole profession is if I was younger and I knew where it's heading now there's so many areas you can get into and specialize in and really build your own career which kind of really excited me because even though I'm older I really had this goal like I want to practice at least for five years be hands-on practicing and then once I feel like I okay I've had enough real experience then you know you might go into like um, behavioral support or dementia care or palliative care or then you might try a different care setting you know so right now I like the long-term care because there is a structure there 
And that builds, as challenging it is, it also creates security in a way, right? Yeah. So then, you know, maybe you might want to branch out and, you know, a hospital is a whole other environment to give care in. Um, Home care is a whole, like, so if you're young and you're getting into it, you have so many opportunities over a long period of time to really build your own career, which I think is a great, a great way to start off, you know? Absolutely. And just again, like finding your niche and being okay with maybe shopping around in different settings to see what you like and what you don't like. It's just very cool. It's very nice to hear you say all these things. I really like it. It's just a real <laughs> conversation to have with someone. Um, and, you know, kind of going backwards a little bit, what do you do for self-care to kind of check in with yourself, like you said, and keep yourself going and keeping your cup full, you know, so that you can do the best that you can. What do you, what do you do? What do you implement in your day-to-day life? Uh, well, I really love gardening and we have dogs and we walk and, you know, like one of the things, even while I, before I even was working, when I was in school, you know, they talked a little bit about it. Like, you got to care about yourself. You got to look after yourself. So, you know, are you getting enough sleep? Like, are you hydrating yourself? Are you getting some exercise? Are you checking in with your mental state? So it kind of really helps you grow in all sorts of ways as a person. So, you know, getting exercise, fresh air, I love my gardening. So that that's sort of my happy place. Yeah. You know, my husband will say, Oh, she's out there in the garden. She's working off some steam, (laughs) you know? Yeah. She's digging holes. She's yeah. 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 And, and you know what, even listening to things like the podcast, trying to get some reassurance when you really feel like, Oh, I don't know about this, you know, check in with a podcast, listen to what other people are saying. You know, uh, I mean, you have to, you have to protect people's privacy when you're talking about it, but you know, sometimes even sharing stories with colleagues who are in the same profession, they may not even work in the same area. You Mm -hmm. know, you might, give them a call and say, Oh, how's it going? Oh, I'm on nights this week. And, you know, just, you know, without giving any personal information, just having someone to, to sort of talk to. Yes. Yeah. That's really true. I found that helpful too. And I'm really glad that the podcast helps you. That's really nice to hear. Um, It's just nice. It's not like, it's, it's nice to hear other people talk about, you know, things that they struggle with or things that they don't struggle with. And that can be inspiring and uplifting. Or if they're struggling, it's just nice to almost have that validation. Like, Oh, I'm not alone. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I'm not alone out here. So that's really cool. Well, and you know what? It's so great how much, uh, you know, Abswa is doing in terms of the profession and all it's good to know what's coming up and, you know, what areas we're, you know, we're working on like regulation and all that's really exciting. Yes. Regulation is really exciting. I'm really looking forward to that myself. Um, yeah. Cause it really gives you, it, it really gives a validating framework for the PSW profession. Yeah. Beautifully said. Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. And to kind of to wrap things up, but I want to know if you had any advice for any new grads or any PSWs out there right now that are looking for a little bit of inspiration, what would you say? What would I say to myself if I was starting again? Yeah. Uh, 
trust yourself, trust what you were taught, be open to learning and never give up. Nice. I like that a lot. Yeah, it's tough. It is a tough thing and, and it may not necessarily be for everybody, but if you're someone who really does value being of service in a way that when you're looking after the vulnerable, the sick or the dying, it, it really does, you know, it motivates you to get out of bed and go to work, really, because you feel like you're doing something really important. So if you can get past that, like I say, that first six months and you can trust that it all comes together, it's worth it. It's really worth it. Thank you so much for speaking today and taking the time out of your day to speak on the podcast. I really enjoyed this conversation a lot and it sucks that we couldn't get you on camera, but. <laughs> well, maybe I'll send a picture and I'm, maybe we'll do it again sometime. Check in again. <laughs> I would love that. I would love that. Thank you so yeah. much. I really, really do appreciate it. And you have so many wonderful things to say and you're just really well-spoken. So this was just Perfect. This was so wonderful. So thank you. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate the opportunity and please pass on. Happy PSW week, upcoming PSW week. I will. Happy PSW week uh, to all you PSWs out there now. Thank you for all the hard work that you do continuously. Um, I hope mm -hmm. that everybody listening could pull some inspiration from Eleanor as well. It was nice to listen to your story and I hope everybody has a great day and I'm signing off from here. So take Thanks care. So much. No problem. Bye everybody. Bye.